Hey everyone, I'm Halise, a digital storyteller and video producer. And I'm Mr. Halise, and sometimes you just feel like dancing. Okay. And welcome to the Stumblewell podcast. A couple just talking about things. Nonsense, really. Yeah, that married couple you know that talks about stuff. And in today's episode, yeah. we talk about how I'm a uh, sinful Don't take it there. Why do you have to slug? That way? Sinful slug? No. No. So this episode is kind of a piggyback episode off of How Married Are You's podcast. Which is a great podcast it by really Glenn is. and Yvette. Yes. Uh, oh, I forgot their last name. Henry. Glenn and Yvette Henry. Yeah. I will uh, link to the podcast episode we're referencing in the show notes so you can go check it out. I also think their their YouTube version of their podcast just hit 10,000. Congrats. Yay, congratulations to y'all. Yeah, so they did a podcast episode entitled What I Wish My Virgin Bride Would Have Known. And it was really interesting because they covered a lot of different, I think, subtopics within that realm of just like virginal stuff especially coming their podcast comes at most things from a very christian point of view so if that's the life you're living definitely go check them out because i think they give a very realistic representation of what it means to be in a heterosexual monogamous christian themed and centered marriage but a Um, lot of their conversations are just very thorough i I think they cover the topic pretty well yeah for sure and so that got me thinking like oh man do you, because there's a point in their podcast where Belief actually apologizes mm. to his wife for not being a virgin when they got together. They've been together about the same amount of time we have, actually, like to almost 10 years, if not 10 years officially, almost. Um, and so he like realizes like what he gave away yeah. to someone else, essentially. Um and like takes he a didn't moment. realize it in the moment. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. And just like apologizes to her in the podcast for not being a virgin. And I thought, wow, that's fascinating. Because she's a, sorry, so she's a virgin. She was a virgin when they met. So, yeah, that got me thinking. Mr. Halise. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hair flip. Do you wish <laughs> that I had been a virgin when we started dating? And then posing the question then, to you, course, yeah, yeah, vice versa. Yeah. Who wants to go first? Oh man, I don't know. We should. I feel like we should flip a coin or something. <laughs> I mean, I'll go first. You'll go first. It's an easy answer. Okay. No. <laughs> or rather, sorry, it didn't matter. The only and again, we had kind of talked about this as a probing topic. Um, yeah. Earlier, but the biggest thing for me is that. I just didn't want to know. Oh, man. And uh, we're, we're going to tap into this yeah, well a lot there's, today. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Because we're going to tap into this well that I'm about to. So oh, my insecurities. Okay. Like my physical insecurities. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. I just didn't want to think about um, your previous partners. Like I just didn't want to think of you. Uh-huh. Obviously, you were a sexual creature. But I didn't want to think of you as a sexual creature or someone engaging in sex with somebody who wasn't me. Ah. Because... I didn't. I was like, "Oh, she gonna leave me for someone else?" The person standing on the street or whatever. <laughs> it's just a matter of time before she leaves. You so always I'm, go country every time. So uh, <laughs> it's just the easiest thing to go into. But right. uh, but that was me talking. So why am I country? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so that's my insecurity stemmed from that. And so we ended up talking about it in the relationship. Yeah. About previous partners and stuff. But yeah, I just, it just made me uncomfortable because I just thought that it was the beginning of the, I don't know. It's just the beginning of the end. She's going to leave me for something else. <laughs> that's so fascinating to me. But it didn't really matter. And also because, I guess, as you alluded to with uh, with the Henrys, I was raised Christian, raised Catholic. Yeah. Went to a Catholic university. But I'm not, you know, strongly pro-organized church. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for... You just look at the news. Google, maybe not. Catholic uh, crises in, in the news or whatever. And you will clearly see... So I didn't have that hard push for, oh, you know, like virginal stuff or whatever. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. I mean, there's there's not really a, it's not really an ideal in my, and again, this is 10 years of experience that is influencing this opinion, but there's no, there's nothing that I benefit from. Ah, aside from okay it's like oh well she's she's pure she could wear white at the wedding or something or like she's been untouched by other men or something maybe that's the the true ideal mm-hmm. i think that is the ideal yes well i mean it's for i think with the henry's they have like that christian foundation and yeah. so they're just trying to remain on that path um and with that uh, that contractor agreement with god yeah um, and I guess to their future partner. Um, but I think from a mostly carnal and or, uh, that's not material, but humanistic pr- perspective. It's just, yeah, I, I want her, I don't want her to be sullied because then, ugh. and it, it just, it just doesn't matter because it's not realistic in this day and age. Is it even not realistic in this day and age or just, is it not realistic period? Like, is there a day and age where it was realistic? You know what I mean? Like, truly? I don't think there ever was a day and age where it was actually realistic. Um, you know what I'm saying? I think yes, but because there was a complete lack of men. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, we're, we're a family, and she grew up to 18 without, you know, men in the house, except for her father. I mean, aside from that, oh God! But uh, I mean, aside from that, it's just like, and then, and then what? Oh, and then there was this man that came over and offered him a a whole crap ton of goats, and then off they went. Yeah, that is the only time that I can envision it happening. Okay. So, sure. would, do you wish that I was a virgin? I guess when we got married, because clearly I was not. <laughs> if you, if we haven't heavily uh, alluded to it, yeah, I was not. <laughs> I don't know. I actually, and that's why I was like, oh man, this is going to be an interesting topic because I don't know at all. I'm I'm on the fence. I can see how you being a virgin when we met could have been, could it have been? <laughs> I actually don't know if it would have been very positive, actually. I mean, I guess th- there would be a... Um, I suppose there would be like an innocence just to both of us that would be, I don't know. I'm like really belittling virginity at this point, but there's like an innocence that would be like, I guess, adorable or like beautiful in its own way. 
But at the same time, I think I do, did. A, I think I did and do appreciate that you had a certain level of knowledge coming into the relationship. Mm. But a lot of like the other thing about it is though, I never felt even though even though you've had more partners than I have, I never felt like um what's the word? I never felt like um jealous or like thinking about like the same way you're talking about insecurity. Mm-hmm. I never had That's that. just my fragile masculinity, I think. Okay, yeah, so I never had that level of like insecurity about you having previous partners and I think part of that is because socially like it's kind of more expected that when that men aren't virgins very long. So your wild oats. Yeah, and so to me it's not I think it's also I think it's something that I didn't ever really expect of anybody I was with actually. Like it's something I didn't go into dating thinking that like I would want this person to, you right, know what I'm that it was an ideal or something that you would carry. Yeah, and I, which is fascinating because I grew up in the church, <laughs> like I grew up in the black church for all of my life, and so, yeah, it is very interesting that I actually didn't come into the dating world with that preconceived notion. I don't think there's so we're, I'm I am not knocking virginity. I think there is something to like, if you come into the marriage or you come into a relationship and you're saying, no, I, I'm saving myself for marriage. I think, I think that's a goal. Like, I, I think that's something that you, if that's something that you're striving towards, it's, it's great. I mean, I'm going to support it. Yeah. Um, There's definitely a clean slate situation. I do feel, I remember when I was in college, I did know some people who had, and they're actually, most of them were guys. They weren't girls. Um, men who had decided young men who had decided like yeah i'm not engaging in this until i get married i have like a promise ring that i got from wherever you know james avery or something and like doing that whole situation and i was i found it i found it very fascinating i was like that's cool but then i was also just kind of like why but now that i have been with someone the same person for so long i can see like i in hindsight i definitely can see how yeah, coming into a relationship without any prior, um, whether those relationships that you had prior were good or bad, like without any of that stain. Stain. Of Ooh, previous. I mean, because, I mean, in so few words, I mean, like, let's be, okay, so getting away from the ideal a little bit, right? Most people do have a few sexual partners before they find the person that they end up spending the bulk of their life with obviously we're talking about this from a monogamous sense as well like there's people that have open relationships and stuff but like coming into a long-term relationship whether you like it or not you are going to bring into it past experiences Mm because it's your lived experience and if you had bad sexual experiences in your past right that is going to dictate how you then engage with the person you are currently with Mm -hmm. um and I think there's been examples of that in our relationship um, on both sides. So, like, that's a thing. So I think there is a beauty, definitely. Like, my hindsight, now that I'm older, I understand why wanting to wait and have just all of your experiences, good or bad, be with the same person. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I understand that. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening slash watching this episode of the Stumblewell Podcast. Thank you. Uh, A few things. Like the video if you're watching us on YouTube. Also, please engage with us down below in the comments section. We really appreciate it. If you're 
listening to us, please rate us on whatever app you're listening to us on. Because that really... That's the other thing. Apparently, if they rate you on iTunes, yeah, that that's makes, how other people... Yeah, that like helps. Specifically, if you can rate us on iTunes, cool. But wherever you're listening to us, rate us on that platform. We gotta make our asks very like... Actually, is iTunes... Very tight and right. iTunes isn't going to be a thing anymore. Apple's doing away with it. Rate us wherever you can, please. Just rate us, you know? <laughs> and ideally, you know, ideally, preferably four or five stars. Then the last thing you can do is if you want to take it a step further and really continue to just be part of the Stumblewell fam, if you will, hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash There you get early access to videos, private weekly vlogs from me. You Whoa. also get early access to these podcasts oh. before they go live. Oh, my God. Also... We're almost at our goal, which is crazy. Yeah, we're we're probably almost there. I don't know why I'm looking at my watch, I but either. I like the effect. We are almost at our goal, which means that the podcast will come back and be back weekly because we are almost at our goal. So please so, submit yeah. podcast ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if we're going back to weekly, which it looks like we will be because we're almost at our goal, then please give us podcast ideas because Loki... Uh, kind of didn't really think that we would ever hit the goal and we did and so now we have to like have ideas anyway <laughs> check all that out and uh, now back to the podcast merch back to the podcast well it, and so i understand again mature frontal lobe is fully matured chris mm. understands that you want a level of self-control as a young man because sex can rule uh can rule your just lived experiences mm. and can taint and just that's the veil that you see everything through because you are so pumped full of hormones that again discovering your body and all this other stuff you're just like that's just a thing that you're doing but if you make the decision that i will not have it let me actually engage in relationships both platonic and romantic yeah without you know, without having that uh, variable in play. Yeah. So I, I understand that. And it's, it's a nice, it's just not, it's not nice. It's just, um, uh, it's a good ideal to have. Yeah. Um, on top of that, specifically to me, I feel like I, I would not be able to apologize for being, for not being a virgin because the way that I've lived for most of my life, it's messing things up and going through that experience and then realizing it was good or bad. Mm. And it, it takes me doing that to understand that or to, to get to the next step. Yeah. So I had to fumble through. And again, the whole like poor self-worth thing. I, there was, I had a loving family, supportive. I just didn't, like I, I was from a young age, I, I engaged in the ideal of, of romance. It's like, oh, you know, what is it to be engaged in? Because it's everywhere in popular culture. It's yeah. in songs, it's in movies. Yeah. And I didn't see anybody, or no, nobody saw that in me until like kind of high school. And that was all superficial and kind of dumb. There was like maybe one or two girlfriends in high school, like senior year. Um, and it's like, oh, just no one, no one sees that value in me. Mm-hmm. And then in college, it took the bad. And even like engaging in, in sex with somebody who... And that's something that took me a, a while. If you don't have strong feelings or feelings like you that you were in love with somebody, 
then the act felt hollow and kind of gross. Yeah. Um, but it needed, I needed to stumble through that and yeah, give, give away the virginity in order to come to that realization. Yeah. I think for me, it was like a very similar thing. Granted, I didn't have any like horrible experiences. I feel like a lot of women have a lot of horrible experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, I think part of why I've always kind of had a good level of self-worth. I think that's actually, I think if anything, getting married actually was what humbled me. <laughs> yeah, can you clarify for some people? It's not me berating you, but. No, not you berating me or anything like that, but just like, and so I think they touched on this in their podcast as well, but similar to what you talked about, how like there's this understanding that you can kind of let lust and infatuation kind of rule everything especially with the hormones raging and all that kind of stuff. Like, not to just put it just on hormones, but, like, that is a strong situation, you know? Chemically, there's a lot going on from ages, like, 13 to 22, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, there's a lot going on. So I feel like for me, and then again, I had so much of a socially conceived notion of, like, well, as long as I just present myself in a way I'm going to be found attractive to whoever, right? Um, and so for me, like, here's a better, here's a really good example. For me, you were the first man I ever met who was just like, so I'm just not in the mood. And I, I could not comprehend that. It took me a long time, actually, in our relationship to comprehend that, like, men don't always want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a very... Rude, like not rude. It is rude. That's a rude awakening, I guess. And it's just rude. Like it's such a huge assumption that I have based on again, social, like society and all that kind of stuff. Like, oh, men always think with their second head and blah blah blah, all this kind of thing. And it's like, no, you know, they're people too. They have emotions and feelings and want to have an emotional feeling and tie a response to this act. Like mm -hmm. it's not just this thing that you're just going through. And so that's what I mean. Like for me getting married, it was actually quite humbling. Cause it's like, Oh, I have been thinking about not even just you, but just people, a, a large swath of the population, <laughs> a certain way. <laughs> and that was wrong, you know? Mm. So it was humbling in that way for me, for sure. Um, and then from that awakening, like that is where I began to have insecurities. Because again, I didn't actually compute that, like really truly understood that. And so put a lot of that into like my overall self-worth of like, wow, he doesn't want to be with me right now. What does that even mean? Am I getting fat? Am I like, and all these other problems, mm. <laughs> all these other traumas like come up <laughs> that are not actually what's happening at all, right? Like he's just tired. That's literally... He worked 12 hours, he's just tired. It's a long day. That's it, you know? But for me, it was just like, but there's, he's supposed to want to, you know? And there you go. Mm. So for me, getting married was very humbling. Also because I think we, again, we got married, well, I was relatively young. We got married so young that for me, too, the, I, w I don't even want, I don't even want to call the men that I was with. I was with other boys, <laughs> you know, because I was young. They were in my age range as well. So we were all just young, hormone pumped, and, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And, of course, 
when you're like that, you do things that are dumb, like just so dumb, you know, like you just are after the thing and you're just making decisions that you don't even realize how it's going to hurt the person that you're with. I can see how, yeah, you know, if I had come into the relationship, it's, it's, I kind of feel the way you do that, like, on one hand, because I was raised Christian and all of that stuff, all of that, I'm not going to say that being raised Christian is bad, because it's not. I think I have learned a lot about what it means to love, what it means to give, community. I've, got, I've gained so much from that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Christianity be real hard on women, <laughs> you know, be real, real hard on women. So I think... I'm grateful that I did have the experiences I had coming into the relationship because it's because I had them that I knew what we had was real. I feel like if I had come into our relationship a virgin and had, cause like full disclosure, I feel like we had a very strong physical chemistry very quickly. And mm-hmm. a lot of that was because we had been friends or at least from, from my perspective. We had so like, I mean, even though I was pursuing you romantically, we still, the friendship still developed. Yeah. The bond was there. Yeah. And so because you felt so safe, because you felt like someone I could really talk to and like all of that kind of stuff, when we finally were physical, yes, it was before we were married. Um, it f- was very strong and it felt very right and good. And I immediately knew that this was a right and good thing. Like I never felt terrible after engaging in it with you you know what i mean like that emptiness that you're talking about i definitely felt that with the previous people yeah and i did not feel it with you yeah and so but i know that if i hadn't had those experiences i think i i think if i had come into our relationship a virgin and still had that strong tie that we had i would take it for granted because i would just assume that that's what it is Mm. for everybody and that's not what it is you know so I'm grateful I had the experiences I had so I could truly appreciate you more. And even now, I still feel like because my experiences were so limited before you that I feel like that is part of why we had to go through the phases that we went through of me having to unlearn things and like all of that kind of stuff too. Sex is complicated. Also, I was not good at sex. <laughs> I mean, when, when you first engage in it, it's like, it's like oh good job um i mean and i'm not trying to say that you know sexual prowess is something that every i mean it's not an out you know it's not a it's not a pinnacle that everybody needs or anything it's not something that you need on your belt in order to move on as a man or anything (laughs) but i mean it there's something about being able to to explore and engage in sex properly. And by properly, I mean not in terms purely of, you know, like uh, pornographic moves or anything like that. Right, sure, sure. Or even selfishly, because you can just engage in sex only for your end, as you alluded to. But um, truly wanting to be in the moment, to be with the partner. Yeah. And for both of you to... Uh, fully enjoy it, right? Totally. In all of its splendor, <laughs> all of its and that glorious takes time. splendor. <laughs> but I guess if you, and you would, if you stumbled through it together as two, you know, virgins, then you gonna yeah, two virgins would be stumbling. It's just elbows and knees. <laughs> I don't know, how, how do you even do that? 
I mean, it, it's just, and I'm sorry, I'm not making fun of them, but it's uh, it's it's going to be awkward because the first couple encounters is just awkward. Yeah, for sure. I guess I'm just thinking about, again, because I'm a man, so I'm just going to explore that. But if you're a man expecting your wife to be virginal, then your butt better be virginal too. Yeah. I don't think that, I, that's not an easy expectation to ask of somebody in this instant gratification society where you will cross shop. I don't know how many different cars before you get the one vehicle among many vehicles that you will have in your lifetime, let alone sexual partners and or person who you're going to end up with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, how many things, how many things have you returned? And then like, Oh, I she has to be whatever. Yeah. Oh, okay. But you, what <laughs> you can have your thing like half, Half black and fall like half black and dead, like necrotic and <laughs> falling off. It's like, but she she needs to be pure. <laughs> okay. I mean, it is a double standard for sure. I feel like, at least when I was growing up, they had the whole like uh, like promise balls and stuff like that. Whereas like you as the daughter are so like. So I, I had to <laughs> I had a weird thought when you said that. I was like. What? <laughs> oh, like a gala type of thing. Yeah. I got it. I can't remember. Yeah, promise. And it was something that you held in your hand. Oh. You were like 20 pound weights. <laughs> it's like, this is the burden of your virginity. Yeah. You have to keep it up. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, they had those, whereas like you Ooh, there's money to be made in those. Sorry. Go ahead. You as the daughter are promising to your father. Right. Oh. Cause, yeah. Because he owns the virginity. That's... Oh, I don't, I don't like any part of that. Yeah. <laughs> so like those are a thing. He guards it. It's still I don't like know. that. That's a thing. And then there's the whole. I don't like any part of that. Um, cause I'm from the South, like Texas. So we have like, uh, debutantes are a thing. And then, you know, your culture has quinceañeras. Like it's just, there's a lot of different stuff. Mm. There's a lot more, I feel at least within our cultures, respectively, there's a lot more emphasis on girls and women around sexuality and exploration of said sexuality than I think on men. Maybe I'm wrong. Correct me. Or like your experience or how you, you know what I'm saying? No, th there was a whole machismo thing. I mean, me as a man, it's like, oh, there's no mention of you being a virgin to marriage. It's just whatever. You just go, you're going to go do what you're going to do and that's fine. You know, it's just avoidance, just avoidance of the conversation altogether. Like, did your dad ever sit you down and be like, so here's how to not be reckless. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he didn't even talk to me about it, about the act. Really? Ever? I, I mean, I got the gist of it in school. But he never actually talked to you or your mom. Nobody talked to about you. About how to develop healthy relationships with people. No, No, not even that. But just like. The act of, here is how you came into existence. You know what I'm saying? No. Wow. Okay. Word. Well, so, and that was a thing that Glenn and Yvette touched on about how they wish that the church explored that. But yeah. historically, that's not the, the church's, like, the church is not comfortable with that. Well, so, and, and honestly, that's more of a bigger issue around just, like, again, people in general, like, sex is awkward. Mm -hmm. understanding exploring your body is awkward as well like just because you go into a faith doesn't mean you don't again bring that baggage <laughs> into your faith with you you know 
So yeah, of course. I mean, even when I was learning about when I like, I think in when I grow, grew up, it was because Yvette mentioned this in the podcast, like she didn't know what a condom was until she was in sixth grade or like middle school or something. And he believe was like, that's pretty accurate, though. Like, I know for me, growing up in public school, they made us watch a video from the 80s or some foolishness. Um, a little bit younger than Yvette. It was like fourth grade, like all the fourth graders. Because by then, yeah, a I guess couple it was of fifth grade for me. Yeah, by then, a couple of girls have already started having periods anyway. So it's kind of like, yeah, let's go ahead and just like educate everybody. Mm. But I remember like, because my mom was a nurse, I had already learned about a lot of the stuff already. So I remember feeling really weird that everyone else was so weird about it. I was like, why are y'all being weird about it? Like the adults, like the teachers. I was like, why are you being weird about it? It happens to you every month. Like, why are you, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, why are you uncomfortable? This happens to you every month. <laughs> and I didn't understand that like shame, so much shame. Oh my God. So much shame. I guess the biggest problem that I have with the reason why people kind of, well, I mean, they're going to stumble into it, no matter, or people, I mean kids, um, teenagers? Anybody, really. Sure. I mean, people engage in, in premarital relations because they just don't know, because they're not educated on like proper, not sexual intercourse, but it's like how to engage in proper sexual relationships. Mm-hmm emotional relationships just relationships in general yeah because it's yeah so the biggest thing was they said this is how it works but you know what are the consequences std and babies don't do it and it's like no so i mean this is actually part of a relationship it can be premarital or postmarital you know this thing that uh society concocted it could be pre-giant party or post-giant party <laughs> But anytime you engage in it, there are going to be consequences. Like, there's always consequences. There's consequences in literally everything that you do. Yeah. So, yeah, there could be, if you are reckless about it, you can have kids or babies. But at the same time, it's not just something that you should, you know, haphazardly engage in. I mean, I, I don't feel like it is. Right. Because there's a lot of emotional trauma if you engage in it. And then both parties are not in the same on the same emotional level or in the same level of commitment or any other number of things. You're going to start damaging people emotionally yeah, just because you just wanted to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And I guess the other thing. It's weird. I think. Yeah. I feel like there's like ways that you can talk like me on my high horse as someone with no children. So, huh. But I feel like there are very, like, appropriate PC stage ways to talk to your kids at whatever age they're at. Because I remember for me... Oh, yeah, definitely. I was... I think I was maybe seven, six or seven when I pulled my mom inside and was just like, what's a... How are babies getting here? Because they're telling me storks and I know that's a lie. It's a bullface lie. So how is this actually happening? <laughs> you know? And my mom, being the nurse that she is, she was like, oh, well, you know, men have penises, women have vaginas. And she, like, literally, like, put pulled a napkin out and drew them for me and was like, you know, and then the penises get hard and they go into the vaginas and it's a whole thing and blah, blah, blah. And then at the end of it, she just wrapped it up and, like, and that's what married people do. And she just left it at that, you know, because that was, like, age appropriate for where I was. Like, 
this is something that married people do. Any other questions? <laughs> you know? And, like, obviously, I feel like it's a lot better maybe as people are younger to just start off with just very black and white and mm -hmm. then slowly introduce the gray as they upgrade to the next brain function. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. It's interesting, though, considering that my mom and dad are very religious and sp spiritual in that way and very, like, uh, I don't even know what the word is. I don't want to say conservative because that's, like, not the right word anymore. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Traditional. Here we go. Well, it's socially or, yeah, I mean, it's they're socially traditional. Yeah. Like, my mom and dad are pretty traditional, Um but looking, they never actually point blank, like, tried to get me to promise to be celibate or something like that. They're, I could tell they were, I could tell they preferred it. Right, the expectation was, but. They would like me to not engage in anything. But I think for them, it was like, I can't, I know what I've done, so what am I fitting to do telling you to do whatever? You know what I'm saying? <sighs> I guess there's just a. There's a big vacuum for se sexual and relationship education. There's so many things that just aren't said or that people assume. Well, it's just such a taboo to talk about. And it's like, but it's why? just, yeah. you like, they're going to engage in it. If you don't educate them and empowerment or empower them with information, they're going to do it wrong. <laughs> well, no, no, they're, they're not going to engage in sex incorrectly, but they're going to engage gonna learn in about sex it haphazardly. In the wrong, yeah, in a very uncontrolled, in a very right. not safe way. Because it's... Because it's, like, it's everywhere. The thing that comes out of that, that thing right there, uh, it, like, oh my God, this, like, not to get too graphic into it, but the, one of the sexual education cor courses, uh, talks that I got in school, in middle school, was like, oh yeah, there's something that comes out of the vagina and pulls a sperm into it. <laughs> and she can get pregnant, you know, any other number of ways. You, you're, you know, it goes off to the side and it'll still find its way in. And it's like, look, sure, there's... <laughs> there, <laughs> oh my God. there are probabilities. There are scenarios where that can happen, yeah. I guess. But it's not like a spectral hand that comes out and grabs it. Because the woman needs to make a baby. <laughs> um, but it's just like, look, so the thing that comes out of that, like there's there's two things that can come out of that. It's either STDs because you've been messing around too much or babies, both of which are terrible responsibilities on you and the partner. At your age. Right. Yeah. And then on top of that, it's like, look, so it's like, do you really fully understand that? What you're engaging yeah, because it's, it's something that adults do, but it's something that adults do because they can do so with abandon if they choose, or they can do so with commitment if they choose. Mm. But they can choose between the two. I mean, not every adult can. Right. But ideally, you can do that. Whereas you can get very haphazard about it as a young person and say, oh, well, condoms, I don't know about, I know of condoms, but you know, we don't need one. Mm -hmm. for reasons i think i am happy that you it's kind of like this is actually one of those things that you hate doing which is like why are you trying to make me think of a scenario that i can't actually bring into fruition right <laughs> and so but even now i still think yeah i actually do think it is very good 
that I wasn't a virgin. Because, yeah, again, I keep coming back to that thing of I would have, one, taken you for granted, and two, I forgot my second point. Yeah, I would have taken you for granted a lot, which I feel like I already do anyway, mm, but okay. would have taken you for granted. And then, two, I think I would have... I think the experiences I had were very like validating and understanding and were the beginnings of me unlearning a, a lot of stuff and having like a certain level of humility that I did not have. I just feel like sex is, um, not to continue with like a phallic sort of imagery, but it's like learning to sword fight with a sword <laughs> instead of with a training device of some sort. Yeah. Because all of a sudden you just, you don't give, but the person has sorry all of a sudden the person has a, a live real sword <laughs> okay figure it out oh but what if i get cut oh yeah like you want to learn to sword fight or not yeah you're definitely going to get cut you're definitely going to get burned or just yeah I mean, as opposed to it's like look this is a thing uh you know respect it it's you can't it's it's just like the whole tool thing it's like oh the hammer damaged my toe it's don't blame the tool blame the user yeah and so sex is a thing that can be utilized by people but they should be they should be educated on it yeah and then yeah they can use it full-heartedly haphazardly like an idiot if they wanted to but you know they know what goes into it yeah. And I know there are people I I remember I realized pretty early on as well that like I couldn't actually cuz you touched on this earlier. I couldn't be someone who could be with a lot of different people. I realized that very very quickly. And I think cuz for me it was a very emotional thing whether I wanted I think at the time I thought I could it couldn't be like oh I can just have fun or whatever. Um, and then I quickly just learned that about myself. It was just like, no, you want to for it to not matter, but for you it matters, and you need to adjust your life accordingly. Because mm. um, even with you, I mean, do you even remember when we were first dating? Like, we were definitely really feeling each other in the beginning. I remember we, like, stopped. Like, we were starting to get very close, and mm -hmm. I was like, I don't think I feel comfortable. And you were like, okay, and you just, like, immediately stopped and was like, you already said the magic words that make me stop. So <laughs> there you go. Well, and so that, that's the experience that went into it. It's not pressuring to get to the end goal. Yeah. It's, it's like, oh, okay, no, we're, again, the mature thing that I had reached mature at 20, whatever. Yeah. Was. It was mature, though. That, that for me, for where I was in my life, mm -hmm. it was very mature. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but it wasn't about the goal. It was about the goal of being intimate with somebody else who wanted to be with me and maybe that was just a consequence of my insecurities but mm. i mean yeah one thing i will say this may or may not end up in the podcast but one thing i will say that was difficult for me in the beginning as well was that coming back to like oh you can just not want to do it and that's okay i didn't realize how much i had subconsciously internalized that i could not want to do it too like, that realization didn't hit for me until, like, we had been married for maybe five or six years. Mm. 
which was why, again, I had a lot of like anger and resentment towards you because I felt like, why are you doing, like later on I realized, oh, I'm mad because he's like, I'm doing more, or what is, how do I even say this? I'm expecting something, I'm expecting you to do something for me that I've been doing for you. Mm. And mm. I didn't realize that I actually didn't have to do that. You know what I mean? So that was another thing that was like really hard to work through because on a subconscious level, kind of like what Yvette was talking about of like, yeah, you know, you just kind of taught that you're supposed to want to do it, blah, blah, blah. Or it's, it was for the man. Yeah. The act is for the man. Yeah. I would not say that I have that level of like stuff that she's going through where it's like, I have to do. She was, she was going through that. She was going through years ago. I wouldn't say that I had that level, but I definitely had a subconscious thing of like uh, what a wife is supposed to be. And part of that is like, and granted, obviously it was always good. So it was like, whatever. <laughs> but at the same time, there were times where it was just like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of tired. You get married and you don't, well, you do change, you grow, but like you still have to work through your stuff, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't, I also don't like, because every time you say virgin, you assume it's the woman, right? True. It's not necessarily um, a guy unless, I mean, in my mind, it's like, oh, you know, someone young. Um, and there's all these expectations, societal expectations about, uh, historically, it's always been the woman. You know, the onus is on the woman Yeah. to protect her virginity, to, um, you know, in order to even have kids you need a woman involved and so like she has the eggs and all this other stuff so it's always been the gatekeeper has always been the woman Mm. and so there's just been so much um so much expectation so much pressure for them to to remain virginal and it's just like that's stupid yeah i mean you you should just i i mean i'm all for the and i'm not I'm not a well-educated feminist by any means, but I mean, women should be able to engage in the same level of behavior or in the same types of behavior that men can. Well, sure. Without the stigma of, oh, well, you're not remaining virginal, though. And it's like, so? Yeah. I mean, neither is he, so. Or just like, that's a, that is one ideal out of many that one can have. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you wanted to remain chaste, then go for it yeah but i don't feel like you can't say well you need to remain chaste because it's it's the proper thing to do or it's this or that it's like no she can make her own decision hopefully it's informed but that's the big thing i think yeah. I, and that's the big thing for me too just like sex in general it's like just please like, just inform people yeah, for god's sake be informed <laughs> pregnancy can happen stds can happen like all these things can happen awkwardness can happen like, yeah. that's also a byproduct of sex awkwardness yeah yeah, um, and just like emotional, mental maturity of yeah, engaging in the act for sure. Yeah, and so if you're if you are not mature enough to either prevent pregnancy or pr- protect or prevent STDs or anything like that, then it's like yeah, you should not be having sex, right? Because you're going to be stupid about it. Yeah. Um, because that's the only thing that you can just engage in and have a ton of responsibility and be completely unqualified well yeah yeah to be un- completely unqualified and then completely unprepared for yeah true it's like, oh we have a kid and i'm 16 i'm like uh-huh yeah yeah 
But I feel like on the, we're talking about sex from a very negative point of view. I feel like on the flip side of that, sex can be a very rewarding thing. Sorry, I'm just thinking about it from premarital, like young premarital sexes. Oh, like no, just no, don't, no. just educate and then. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm thinking, I'm talking, I'm trying to talk about it more for like. Marriage. In relationships and more yeah. mature settings. Sure, sure, sure. Sex can be a very beautiful thing though. Oh no, yeah. Yes. <laughs> You'll be no, great. <laughs> it is, it is, uh, it is an important um, table leg. In the ah, that's a good way to put that. Yeah. For the relationship. Yeah. Because it's spiritual, emotional, and physical. Yeah. So it's an important part of physical. Um, oh, crap. I can't think of the word. Intimacy. <laughs> true. Very, very true. I guess our, that's our major takeaway. Sex is a very beautiful thing. I'm okay that with the fact that you weren't a virgin when we got together same but are you someone who thinks you would not be okay with it let us know in the comments below uh please be respectful obviously if your comment i'm gonna go ahead and say this now if your comment gets flagged sorry it's just because youtube's trying to make sure that people aren't saying crazy things um and so i will make sure to approve your comment as quickly as possible because mm. i feel like with this kind of topic there's going to be people talking about body parts and stuff and youtube's gonna be like what is happening over here you know <laughs> start flagging things for no reason so yeah if you're if your comment gets flagged give me a minute i'll get it going but yeah thank you so much for listening slash watching the stumblewell podcast mm. we appreciate you these are very intimate topics yeah and it's a little hard to talk about but we're glad you're here with us you did it you did it i'm proud of him for engaging in this intercourse topic. Yeah, he's he's clutching his pearls through most of his podcast. Anyway, we'll see you next time, guys. Bye. Bye.